1: Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Business and the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by SAGE. Transforming the way people think and work so the organizations can thrive. I'm Ron Baker, along with my good friend and VerisAge Institute colleague, Ed Kless. And on today's show, folks, we have a special treat for you. Hey, Ed, how's it going? Great. Merry Christmas, Ron. We're at you Merry too. Christmas Eve, actually. Uh, excellent. Yeah, we've got a really uh, special program, don't
2: we? We do. We somehow got our microphones into the audit of santa inc and this uh, this is just so, you know, i mean we're breaking new ground right here this is this is uh, really an exclusive to the soul of enterprise listeners um so i i think we should get anything else to set up ron i think we should just turn the let turn it oh no, i think on.
1: we should jip it right join it in progress let's go yeah.
2: let's roll the tape
0: okay hi my name is um I'm, as I mentioned in my letter to you, the Form 25735 from the Associated Interpol of Auditing Agencies. My name is Sir John Paul Luke Matthews, and I represent the European Consortium, the United States of America, the G7, the G20, the G183, as it relates to the attestation of what we now understand as Santa Inc. And may I have your name for the record, please?
3: Uh, yeah, my name is Stephen McNice. I am the CFO of, of Santa LLC. So it looks as though your records seem to be a little bit off right from the get go. And I'd like to say that I I am on the nice list, but I'm on the borderline because why would you schedule this for Christmas Eve? This is our busiest. This is it's ridiculous. This is
0: our busiest hey. day. Hey, look, you know, don't blame me. Blame my boss. My boss is is, is in a number of buildings, one of which is on, uh, on Pennsylvania Street. So I have to work. You have to work. I don't really care. It's not for your convenience. It's for my convenience. I have a report that has to go. So, okay. you know, enough of this delay. We've been right. asking this for years. We're tired of this. It's now time to get forward. Right. So, okay. so Mr. McKnight's. May I call you Mr. McNice, or may I call you Steve? I would,
3: I would like you to call me Elf McNice. That's the culturally. That's how it's uh, it's acceptable in the North Pole. Well, we're here to
0: be your friend at the North Pole. That's nice to know. That answered one of my questions. I needed to
3: confirm what is Santa's residency. His his residency is the North Pole. We live on the sheet of ice over the Arctic Ocean in the North Pole. That's our residency. We we live in international waters. We don't have a home.
0: You don't have a home. Who issued Santa's passport? We have our own
3: passport-issuing body at the North Pole. we're, We're an unincorporated point in the north of the Atlantic Ocean, and well, we are we claim sovereignty over
0: this place. I will need, as 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 I as I as my long disclosure list indicated, we will need confirmation of Santa's birth record and this issuance of the passport because of the United Nations. This last fall, uh, the North Pole was not one of the officially recognized bodies, and I need to make sure, from a compliance standpoint, that the U.S. Office of of OFAC, which is the Office of Foreign Asset Control, hasn't placed the North Pole as sanctions. And therefore, we need to make sure that we aren't dealing with criminal investigations. We're just currently just trying to be just a civil, nice, we're just a compliance audit. We need to take care of some things. The Queen is getting older and she's been wanting to do this for a long time.
3: Now, you, so you already have Santa's passport and his birth certificate. I faxed it to you on the fax machine that Santa gave you last year. You need to set it up and you will receive all of the documentation that you required. We had to
0: return that that genuous bribe that Santa
3: tried to leave
0: Because it was exceeded the gift limits of $4.73, which would be equivalent of three euros or two pounds, because we would not want to be carry favor. So thank you for the offer. But, but that fax machine must have gone somewhere else. We'll, 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 we'll come by for a visit. And and, and we will we'll, we'll ask for a tour. But may I go through my we need to do some checklists. You understand the rules. You this is not your first audit. Is it uh, Elf McNice? Th- do you I'm
3: I'm I'm older than the history of civilization. I've had I've had more audits than than you have
0: uh, fax machines. Well, apparently I don't have a fax machine, but thank you. Thank you very much for that. For that and we appreciate that your age. Happy birthday! If it, if I missed one of your birthdays, so let's um, let's make sure that uh, do I have the completed power of attorney for you to speak for this Santa
3: and the Santa LLC? Well, you would have if you had not returned the fax machine. But here, I'm going to send it to you via magic. So now you should reach into your back pocket. <laughs> Is this the one that you that, have yes, that's the one. Does that, Will does you that obligate, meet your, authenticate this as your signature? That is my signature. Does that meet your high standards of compliance and regulations, Mr. Yes, Matthews? Yes it, does.
0: yes, it yes, it does. It's sir, Sir Matthews. Sir, I have a night Ma- Sir. Please be respectful. I apologize, Sir Matthews. <laughs> Well, okay. So um, you've already disclosed that that Santa is resident of the North Pole, and we'll we'll come back and visit that later. But um, what is Santa's education?s And what special skill sets does Santa have? And can you briefly summarize Santa's business operations? Because we're a little concerned it could be a blend of uh, of humanitarian and or a
3: charity. We're not certain his filing status. So uh, to begin with, Santa is self-educated and he's one of the smartest people you will ever meet. Did you have you ever heard of, of, a, of a gentleman named Socrates? Yes. Socrates. He's a Greek. He was a Greek person. Yes. Santa gave him his books at Christmas time. Now, you might want to say that Socrates existed before Jesus was born and that maybe that's a violation of the time-space continuum, to which I say, we're magic, accept it.
0: Okay, so I we're, we're going to go down the, we're magic, we accepted. Uh, okay, Do you have a case site for that? Do you have a, a recent filing that the magic case site... Is a viable defense here at the moment?
3: Yeah, it's the case site of naughty versus nice, and naughty lost, and that's magic. Aha! Uh-huh. So no call for you. Well, uh, I think we'll get to that as as per the letter that you said when we get to the carbon tax uh, section. Yes.
0: Yes, we will, definitely, because we, we, we are concerned about carbon and methane, but we will we will move on to that soon. So a couple of other things, are there other areas where we're going to have to have
3: conversations? Oh, wait, Well, wait a second. I also have to say, you asked if we're set up as a charity. 100% no. We are not set up as a charity. We are set up as an LLC. Santa, by the way, is a legitimate business as the IRS from America tried to, tried to pin it on us that we're a hobby because we have no profit motive. I've thought that since 1776 or whenever they decided to institute an income tax because listen 1913 but but, but who's counting well okay look who's self-taught now what i'm trying to say is that we have to be able to deduct those losses to offset the gains of santa's offshore gambling
0: we'll 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 get into your we'll get into your magical bookkeeping soon enough because we are going to have to wonder there was a third column in your report you had debits on the left and you had credits on the right but what was that third what was that third column sometime you're going to have to
3: explain this to me christmas bookkeeping christmas cheer debits debits on the left credits on the right christmas cheer was in the middle if you would have looked at the spreadsheet
0: well, the, the spreadsheet was confusing because you were using Quattro Pro, and it's been a while since we had Quattro Pro it, in, as an official sti- spreadsheet. It
3: still works, damn it. Oh, look at what you did now. You made
0: me say a swear. Well, you, you may be missing. You may be Santa McElf nasty soon. So, But let us we're, we're friendly. We, we need to keep this. This is rolling. This is... We are here to help you. Remember, this is about compliance. So we are concerned We are concerned about your use of intangibles in multiple jurisdictions. Now, intangibles, as a reminder, would be anything that isn't tangible because it's intangible. So likenesses and royalties and um, being and values. But we noticed that you, with the recent NORAD, um, uh, screenshots that we were able to pull. Santa has crossed the borders of many countries. Yes. So on an annual basis, he's, Santa seems to do this. So once a are, year, are you currently one, one moment. Let me get my question, please. So, so are you are aware of the European directive of what we call Moss, which has to relate to cross-border VAT on profits, gifts, and sales? And we
3: need to make sure that you are compliant with the vat i am i am so uh, up to date on my moss vat that i could dance circles around you which i which i will do because i'm an elf and we dance constantly so so the
0: answer is yes you're current with that you will be able to send me copies of your
3: multi-country vat Returns that that does not apply to us at all. That's why we're so compliant with that because that first off we don't we don't uh, we do not add value to anything that we do because all of the products that we make, we give away for free. Have you ever celebrated Christmas before? Did you get the fax machine? You didn't have to pay anything for it. So since there's no ultimate price to the consumer, then I mean, I'd like to say that we add value. I read a book by some guy named Baker. And so, uh, so yes, there is value because values, all values subjective. And I would like to say that little Billy, when he gets his train. He finds it valuable because the little SOB asked for it. Why would he ask for it if there wasn't value? So there is subjective value of that train with Billy, but that's more on a philosophical level on a taxable level. We don't add any price to what we make. Therefore there's no VAT or sales tax. If you want, if you want to get to that level where we don't have to, all of that we're in compliance with because we sell no products. We have expenses and no revenue, so no taxes. So you're a hobby.
0: You're like the photographer who wants to have equipment, who wants to take pictures someday but hasn't been able to figure out how to take them, and he wants to have a deduction. You know that the taxpayers of the G183 shouldn't be
3: subsidizing the mismanagement fortunes of the North Pole. Well. I would like to say that we are run in a professional manner in a professional way. And there's, there's not just one, there are multiple different, it's, it's not a framework. It's not a checklist to determine if an entity is a hobby or a business. It's more of a feeling in your heart, like love, uh, like belief. Okay. So we have, and, a I, and I have a feeling in my heart that we're not a hobby that we're a damn business. We set up as an LLC. I will, I will, I will, I will add that to the magic to
0: the magic naughty versus nice and see where belief where belief came in.
2: <clears throat> Soul of Enterprise is sponsored by File. File provides complete and real-time visibility into expense reporting. Check them out at filehq.com. And now, a word from our sponsors. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now visit facebook.com forward slash voice or search for us at keyword voice america ron let's take a minute and talk about our new sponsor file f-y-l-e we saw a demo of this thing and it's really awesome
1: it really is. It allows complete flexibility. You can use any program to submit your expenses. I found that completely liberating. Yeah. And of course, it integrates with all of the
2: accounting software out there. And-
1: yeah. And they really nailed their pricing. They use a flat pricing system, so you don't pay for all your employees, only the ones that actually file their expense reports.
2: Yep. So check them out at FileHQ.com. That's F-Y-L-E-H-Q.com.
3: For just $10 a month, you never have to hear my voice again. For a commercial-free version of The Soul of Enterprise, go to patreon.com TSOE and subscribe now. Have you listened to so many of my ads that it's corroded your soul? I absolutely have. What if I told you that you could listen to my voice for an entire podcast? I'd say that approximately half of the podcast is actually my voice. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. And I'm Caleb Newquist. We're launching a new podcast called Oh My Fraud. Ron and Ed explore the soul of enterprise. Caleb and I explore fraud, which is more like the herpes of enterprise. Go to wherever you get your podcasts and download Oh Oh
4: My
3: fraud. Fraud.
4: You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise.
2: Welcome back to The Soul of Enterprise, and now part two of
3: Santa's Audit.
0: Let's chat about payroll. How many elves are employed in Santa's losing hobby of an operation?
3: We have 3,461 elves on payroll. And has that number increased dramatically over the years? No, it's the exact same number, and it has been forever, because elves, there's two things you got to know about elves. They don't die, and they don't quit. It's 3,461, and it's been that level for longer than then then uh, well not quite as long as socrates but he, uh, for a long time for a well <laughs> since the year 1 so
0: so we need to document the payroll tax compliance um, are we paying living wages for elves and how do you base the living wage as it relates
3: to their longevity of life we 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 base our living wage off of the minimum wage Of the United States of America. So currently we are paying all of our elves $7 and 25 cents an hour, which is a living wage because we also give them free room and board here at the North pole. You don't, and what, what is there to even spend money on? It's the North pole. We're on a sheet of ice over the North Arctic ocean. There's they, these listen, Have you heard of college students who spend the summer to fish crab off of a boat? This is – they don't – they make so much money because there's nothing to spend their money on. These elves are all independently wealthy. And if you didn't know it, they're still working here because it brings them joy in their hearts. If they're
0: independently wealthy – have they? Uh, are they? Are all of the elves compliant with
3: their income tax reporting requirements? I'd like to say that's beyond the scope of this audit, and you need to bring that up with the elves individually. Okay. Well, we'll we'll come
0: back for a second visit. It'll probably take us about a year. So, uh, so, so, so
3: reserve your time. Hey, and just, just a, just a a favor to ask, maybe do it in June or July because we don't celebrate Christmas in July here. We celebrate Christmas on Christmas.
0: Well, speaking of that, let's, let's go back to payroll. Uh, Is there a pension plan uh, for the elves? No, if you were to listening, elves never quit and they never die. It's on the checklist. I have to answer it, so it's not like I'm not listening, sir. I have to follow the checklist and ask the question. So the answer is no, right? No, there's no, there's. Thank you for the editorial comment about my listening skills. All right. So this, this, who provides Santa's elves health care? They, uh, they don't. They're
3: elves. They don't get sick. They're magical creatures that have an immense constitution, which is why they can work nonstop from Jan- from January third, we give them we give them from Christmas the day after Christmas, well, really technically Christmas Day through January second. That's we were are dark for that. But starting January third for the rest of the year, they work nonstop. It's they and so yes. Uh, Back to your question, we do have to pay them overtime because they work significantly more than 40 hours a week. How many hours are in a week? Subtract 40 from that, and that's how much overtime we have to pay each of the elves. Each and every week. Each and every week.
0: And and what is Santa's Santa's industry source of revenue? Is he receiving charitable gifts, or uh, does he accept crypto? Uh, Is he in the the Bitcoin blockchain world? now? Uh, I mean there's no money you told me so I'm trying I'm
3: confused here. Okay. Uh so so first off um the blockchain was created by the devil and uh so because of that Santa will have nothing to do with Bitcoin or Dogecoin and the only revenue that he receives is any gifts that are left for him in homes that he enters. During Christmas Eve, and since both uh, Dogecoin and Bitcoin and uh, and all the other cryptocurrencies are not physical, tangible items, they cannot be left at a plate or in a cup next to a tree for him to gather on his trip around the world. So, no, he has no
0: So, you're, you're telling me that Santa records revenue for cookies and milk?
3: Yes, and that's his sole source of income for the entire for this entire operation.
0: So so the cookies and milk gets converted into something that Santa is able to create well, something to pay the elves the overtime. I'm just I'm let, just trying to understand the business model sir. I mean it's a it's confusing for for lowly people like us who don't live at the North Pole.
3: Well, I'd like to say that to our credit we do disclose all of the cookies and milk And other items that are left for us on the trees, even though to date throughout our entire existence, we have never yet received a 1099 for any of the cookies or milk that we have gathered on Christmas Eve. Yet our our own ethical standards and our own uh, integrity has been the reason why we continue to report those those items even though they are non-cash, we still see them as an increase that we receive in our operations.
0: We have a report from our our special agent uh, uh, Ken Redkin, okay and uh, who at one point was in the hair but decided to become a special agent. Mr. Redkin audited a certain John C of Australia and John C of Australia reported that when, when he was audited, uh, represented that he had received copious amounts of rare wines as gifts. And uh, when the Australian tax authorities were visiting his home in this extensive wine cellar, um, when he was asked, he said that they were gifts and he excluded them from his income uh, as gifts and he, and, he, and he claimed that they were gifts by Santa Claus. So we need to understand under what terms of the Australian tax treaty with the North pole that, 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 that this gift was excludable for income for John C and did Santa claim it as a gift on the appropriate, on the appropriate triple um, seven form that has to be reported as it relates to um, gift taxes um, so can you explain this situation to us?
3: Oh, I, oh, I absolutely can explain this situation, Sir Matthews, because apparently Mr. Redkin did not do quite enough uh, uh, due diligence before you're bringing this unbased accusation against me, because as you as Redkin should have known John C. is an attorney and he has represented us in the past. Therefore, that was that cannot be construed as a gift that must be construed as a payment to John C. Therefore, we are allowed to deduct the cost of said wine and John C. must include said red wine on his taxes under the Australian taxing authorities. So we are completely exempt from any kind of inquiry into the gift nature of this because it was not. it. Well, although, again, in my heart, I know it was a gift. I also know that there has been precedent set in multiple cases before various taxing authorities throughout the world that would say that due to our business relationship that we've had in the past we cannot categorize that as a gift. it must be categorized as a payment and therefore it's deductible to us and it's taxable to John C. Well we
0: will we will, we will have to send um, we'll, we'll have to spend the, the super the super agent Paul Dunn down to John C's Examination because because clearly Ken Redkin uh, may have misunderstood the facts because uh, John C was not claiming those as payments for services but but
3: but gratuitous gifts uh, received over the years
0: from Santa Claus.
3: Right. Oh, and it, when in your communications with Mr. Redkin, you can also tell him that strangely he just got added to the naughty list.
0: Well, we'll we'll let Mr. Redkin know along with Sam. We'll tell Sam. Sam's connected to Ken Redkin. Yeah, Sam, naughty list. Sam, naughty list too? Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you you guys seem to be fairly uh, indeterminate discriminatory between people who... How do you get on this naughty and nice list, by the way? Because Uh clearly, I'm worried that there may be a public... um, You know, you you, you can discriminate against the public and a public service is offering so so uniquely. So you should... um, Please explain this
3: to me. It, it's 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 very simple, Sir Matthews. If you're good to us, we're good to you. Oh, that's the business model, uh, the quid pro quo model. Is that's, that what that is? That's not just our model. That's our that's our that's our tagline. It's Santa LLC. If you're good to us, we're good to you. Have you never celebrated
0: Christmas before? You know, there's been a recent um, outbreak uh, of, of COVID, right? Yes, so, yes. so what are the COVID protocols that Santa is going uh, to utilize as he crosses the
3: borders in the upcoming um, field trip? We we are compliant with the COVID testing protocols of every single th- sovereign nation. In the world, which I'll tell you what, hundred percent BS. Because as I've already covered, elves don't die, don't quit, don't get sick. But even though the, these wonderful, my, I am one of the three thousand four hundred sixty-one elves, and I will tell you every week I get a the biggest because you, have, sir, have you had a COVID test? Yes, I have the the spit one or the jam a giant Q tip up your nose one. I have had the um, <clears throat> giant Q tip as you described it exactly. And do you except so, in North Korea? And here and and you and I guess I'm making an assumption here. Do you happen to be a human uh, and normal human size? Yes. Do you know how large those Q-tips are to an elf? They're like stilts. It's like the thing, like, have you ever used one of those suction cups to change a light bulb that's too high for you to reach? That to a human is what those Q-tips are to an elf. And yet we have to jam them up our nose to our brain, even though we never get sick. It's horrible. But I have all of the records, and I just put them all in your back pocket through magic, and you're welcome to uh, analyze them. To the full Thank extent. You. Thank that you very much. We, we, like we, will,
0: we, will, we will put that in the, uh,
2: in the form file. Uh, how are you? Um- the full recording of Santa's Audit is available on our Patreon t- channel, slash TSOE, which is sponsored by 90 Minds. Get ahead, hire a mind at 90minds.com. And now, a word from our sponsors.
4: America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa,
2: play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com.
3: Ron, let's
2: take a minute and talk about our new sponsor, File, F-Y-L-E. We saw a demo of this thing, and it's really awesome.
1: It really is. It allows complete flexibility. You can use any program to submit your expenses. I found that completely liberating. Yeah, and of course, it integrates with all of the accounting software out there. Yeah, and they really nailed their pricing. They use a flat pricing system, so you don't pay for all your employees, only the ones that actually file their expense reports.
2: Yep, so check them out at FileHQ.com. That's F-Y-L-E-H-Q.com.
4: You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise.
2: Welcome back to The Soul of Enterprise. And now, part three of Santa's audit.
0: Did, did Santa apply for any of the PPP loans or SBA emergency loans? Uh, yes, we did. And um, can I get a copy of the tax filing that you use to support the PPP
3: loan as required by the SBA regulations? You can, because as I mentioned before, we have a hefty payroll and PPP amounts are based off of payroll. And guess how many people we let go during COVID? Zero. Because as I've mentioned before, elves never die, never quit and never get sick. Did, did you really have to pay them then?
0: The the elves? If they don't die and they never get sick and they never
3: quit. Yeah, we pay them $7.25 an hour currently based on the United States minimum wage. And we continue to pay them. The the purpose of the PPP loan was to encourage employers like us to retain employees. And we were very happy to take that money because we were certain that we were going to retain our employees. Have you relieved? Have you have you received formal forgiveness of your PPP loan? We have, because guess what? The the uh, Eric Munchkin, I think that's his name. He's in. He's the head of the SBA. Guess what? He knows that if he's good to us, we're good to him. Are you suggesting that 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 he
0: relieved gave relief to uh, potentially a very large debt in exchange for a
3: future gift? I'm not. I'm not saying nor implicating that. I believe that we complied with all of the requirements necessary for forgiveness of our significant PPP loan that we received. Do you have a recent? Uh, do
0: you have a copy of your most recent audited financial statements? I do. I have.
3: I actually have uh, fourteen copies. Fourteen copies. And yeah, and, and, that's all. And, we, that's all we ask for. That's really all we need. Uh, that and an electronic copy. And 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 who are your auditors? Uh, our auditors is it's a firm uh, that we have used for a long, long time called Hope Joy Believer Associates PLLC. Uh, formerly, yeah. they were formerly maybe you know them by their own name, uh, Hope Joy and Librand. Yes, a, a well-known firm. And, and which office do you use? We, we, we use well it's the it's the office that's closest to us so it's the the uh, eastern Siberia office of Hope Joy Believer and Associates PLLC. Fair enough. And um, what's the, what's the basis of accounting?
0: Uh, love, love. So so it's not IFRS for a multinational company or U.S.
3: Gap. It's called love. Well, as I've established before, the North Pole is its own sovereign territory that we have. And uh, our generally accepted accounting principles is that we carry our books. Both book and tax are all based on the love basis of accounting.
0: So can you briefly describe the love basis of accounting so that we can have a an HTML translation through Jason through Jason's firm so we can yeah. figure out how to convert that to some form of um currency that we would understand.
3: Yeah. It, it it's it's very, very simple. If it if it makes you feel happy, uh it's a it's a uh debit. If it makes you feel sad, it's a credit. <laughs> and if you don't know where to put it, it goes in that center column, which is Christmas spirit. You have some special
0: North Pole communication services that you S-
3: Special North Pole communication services. It's the same system that we use to to you know to, to know when you are sleeping and know when you are awake. Do you have, uh, are you compliant with the GPDRS
0: as it relates to the privacy concerns between people amongst their countries and you're spying
3: on them? A hundred percent, no. We are not at all in compliance with that. Zero okay. percent in compliance. Okay. We, spy. Another- uh, we We know everything. We see everything. And if you're like, i prefer a- for you not to know that, it's like, it doesn't matter if you clear that browser history. It's locked in. We've got it. Where do you bank? Uh, we bank at HSBC. And- Santa Claus chose that specifically because two of the initials are S and C, which are also his initials. He likes things like that. That's also why he gives extra presents to everyone who lives in South Carolina. Next question.: Santa claims that his sleigh is, is drawn by reindeer. Yes. And how and how what do the reindeer eat? Candy. We feed the reindeer candy. Generally in cane form, but when the need arises, we do also throw in possibly Skittles, uh, Smarties, uh, Nerds. Generally not the chocolate-based, because if, we are animal lovers, and most animals, their digestive system does not handle chocolate the way that humans' systems do. Elves also Good with chocolate, reindeer, not. So it's usually just the straight sugar candy. On Christmas Eve, we give them pixie sticks because they need the extra oomph to get them around the world.
0: So we are, we are measuring methane nowadays as an output that's a very significant gas that, that frequently passes from reindeer and similar, and similar animals. Um, what are you doing to sequester the methane? That, our, that that is happening here.
3: Our our reindeer are listen. They're not the t- they're not typical reindeer. These reindeer they fly. They 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 can because. Uh, do you remember uh, uh, Albert Einstein? Well, I never met Albert Einstein. But do you remember, I know you know who the historian, listen, now you're on the naughty list. That pushed you over your little smart alec comment. I know you never met him. All right. Because we see when everyone's sleeping, when everyone's awake, including you and Albert Einstein's been asleep in a dirt map for a long time. So we know you didn't meet him. Now listen, he he hypothesized that nothing could go beyond the speed of light. Our reindeer can do that. So because of that, these are not your typical reindeer. And so one of the things that you're probably assuming is that they are caribou who eat grass and fart methane, not our reindeer. They eat candy. They fart Christmas spirit. That's all of it. There's no laws that indicate that we need to sequester any Christmas spirit, as so, a matter of so fact, we take is, it as part answer, of our mission. The is, listen, no, to you don't have listen to me. <laughs> listen, listen to me. Part of our mission is to spread Christmas spirit, not to sequester it. So, no, we don't sequester any methane. Now, the elves—they produce a lot of methane. The reindeer, zero. You know, I noticed that on line
0: twenty-seven, you of your of your tax filing—that was the travel and entertainment um, section of the mm-hmm. tax return. Um I noticed that you deducted um you deducted uh, 437 million lira as it related to um candy canes. Can you explain to me what the entertainment or the travel necessity of candy canes
3: was? The the tr- the the inner have you candy canes are 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 objectively the most entertaining candy that is out there. Now, granted, I I also think it's crap that we only get to deduct half of that in the United States. So with the Lira, we actually were able to deduct the full amount in the country that Lira are used, which I know you know which country Lira are used in, so I'm not even going to say what country that is. So, the travel expense was the
0: candy necessary to feed the reindeer that pulled the sleigh that crossed the borders between the countries. Um, Who who files the interagency overhead flying aircraft tax filings as it relates to landing rights in the various 183 countries? That have sovereignty between the ground and the heavens.
3: That is, uh, again, that would be Hope, Joy, Believer and Associates, PLLC, the Eastern Siberian office.
0: And are those reports in uh, what language are those reports filed in?
3: All we of couldn't them. read them. All of them. We we have duplicate copies in all of them, including in Turkish, which is where they use the lira.
0: Do you have property and casualty insurance
3: for landing on people's roofs? Oh no, none of that. We're very we've we have a track record of of thousands of years of zero damage done to roofs, to hearths, to mantles, to any any personal or real property uh, of any of the houses that we visited. As a matter of fact, most people find us actually. At most people find us completely undetectable, and the people who do believe that they detect us, it's not us. It's someone dressed in the image of Santa Claus who, going back to one of your earlier questions, those people never pay the license fee that is required to don the likeness or use the appearance of Santa Claus.
0: So Santa reports royalty income? That's yes. a whole other oh. conversation in your nonprofit Losing business that you oh, have that no one claims
3: is not no, a hobby. No, no, no. We request royalty income. No one pays the royalty income. We would, we'd love to. Again, I mean, really, to circle back to it. I'm glad that you brought this up because this seldom comes to surface in any of these types of audits. Is that? Is this a hobby or is this a business? You're damn right, it's a business, and the profit motive is that someday the royalty income and the licensing income is actually going to start coming in.
0: You know, there are law firms that will go sue under patent I know. infringement. Yeah,
3: not not John not John C. Not John C.'s a law firm in Australia. He won't. We asked him, but he wouldn't do it. We had to we went to him because uh well it was the that he mostly worked on the the uh it wasn't really a prenup it was more of a post-nup with Santa and, and mrs. Claus, but they he got it done and we we nailed it out. Is there an issue between Mr. and mrs. Claus? No, but you know you, you just you want to have your bases covered. They're good. I'll take your word for that um, do they do they? Do the Elves, the number of Elves ever change? No, 461. We're actually the world's second largest employer of Elves right behind the Keebler company. That concludes part three
2: of Santa's Audit. And now a word from our sponsor and my employer, Sage.
4: Us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN.
2: Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. Ron, let's take a minute and talk about our new sponsor, File, F-Y-L-E. We saw a demo of this thing, and it's really Awesome.
1: It really is. It allows complete flexibility. You can use any program to submit your expenses. I found that completely liberating.
2: Yeah. And of course, it integrates with all of the accounting
1: software out there. Yeah. And they really nailed their pricing. They use a flat pricing system. So you don't pay for all your employees, only the ones that actually file their expense reports.
2: Yep. So check them out at FileHQ.com. That's F-Y-L-E-H-Q.com.
3: Have you ever been so annoyed by a commercial for a $5 ebook that you were willing to pay $10 to never hear it again? I sure have. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. Over the last several years, you've come to hate me, and I hate me too. By now you know that for $5 you can get a copy of Ron and Ed's book. What you might not know is, for twice that much every month for forever, you can stop hearing me plug Ron and Ed's book, which totally makes sense, like the Diamond Water Paradox. Go to patreon.com tsoe and subscribe today. Please, for the love of God, make it stop! Have you listened to so many of my ads that it's corroded your soul? I absolutely have. What if I told you that you could listen to my voice for an entire podcast? I'd say that approximately half of the podcast is actually my voice. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. And I'm Caleb Newquist. We're launching a new podcast called Oh My Fraud. Ron and Ed explore the soul of enterprise. Caleb and I explore fraud, which is more like the herpes of enterprise. Go to wherever you get your podcasts and download Oh, my fraud.
4: You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise.
0: When you're booking your receivables... For people who owe you the royalty, do you reserve? Do you reserve the royalty uh, as uncollectible? And if so, what have you done for collection efforts? We
3: okay. Listen, we always book it as a receivable, but because based on the history that we've had that spans two thousand and twenty-one years of never receiving any royalty income, we immediately also put that money into our account for our our doubtful accounts. Uh, you know, you know what I I'm noticed, talking about.
0: I notice, I notice that Santa tends to present himself as fairly robust. Yes, has um, has has Santa considered the implications to the children by running around as a robust man instead of a a.
3: Weight balanced person. Again, I don't appreciate the fat shaming that you're doing of my boss at this time. And I don't see how that relates to the purpose of this audit. He's, well, that, question, he's that question came from the premier of Albania. He's so, big boned. Um, he's just a big boned man. I wish people would just give him, give him a little bit of leeway. He and and come on, if you on one night if you had to look at that many cookies you're going to eat some cookies okay just give him a break he eats he eats some cookies we know that plus we need to, usually we, the we milk need to, is we whole need to milk. come
0: back to the environmental concerns of coal yes.
4: your your okay. boss
0: your boss has a tendency to use a tremendous amount of coal and uh, former vice president al gore has suggested that coal while maybe um, feeding his family for generations shouldn't be so used in, in mining. So how do you get the coal? And what are your concerns? Does Santa having any concerns about utilizing coal in in a time when, when the carbon footprint is so heavy?
3: Okay, so can, Santa uses coal for two purposes. One, for naughty kids' stockings. You should expect some. The other, to fuel the sole power plant that we have at the North Pole just to run the lights that we have up here. Where do we get the coal? As I said before, it's very little known to the general population. But the North Pole is a veritable cornucopia of natural resources, including coal. We mine for the coal through the ice sheet that's in there's a, there's coal in the ice. Don't I don't know? I don't know how the dinosaurs got here and died and got buried and got turned into coal in ice. I'm an accountant. I'm not a scientist. We get the coal. We burn the coal then, and that's, 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 and then, and we get, we give far more coal to others, whether they burn it or not. That's not, we don't say, here's some coal, burn this coal. We just say, here's some coal, do what you want to do. You want to play with it like a hacky sack. That's awesome. That's, that, that's actually great initiative. I think, because guess what they didn't get. If you got coal, you didn't get a hacky sack. So you're just making lemon lemonade out of the lemon that is a hunk of coal. Uh, so that's, that's how we get, that's how we, that's how we get our coal. That's how we use our coal. Does Santa ever use FedEx or does Santa prefer UPS? Santa, Santa travels the globe by a reindeer drawn sleigh in one night. He does not have any use for any kind of delivery service, whether that be UPS or whether that be the USPS, whether that be FedEx, whether that be Uber Eats, he doesn't use any of those those services. He does it himself. He's a he delivers the packages artisanally. That's what we like to say in house.
0: And and the sleigh, how large is the sleigh
3: that Santa carries the gifts in? Well, are we saying? Uh, like large to a human or large to an elf because to an elf gigantic, I don't, I can't speak for humans because you're, you're freakishly large beings that I don't completely understand.
0: When did, when did Santa arrive at the North pole and was it a sovereign country before Santa arrived at the North pole or did (laughs) Santa commandeer it?
3: And did Santa kick out indigenous North poleans? He, he arrived in the year 1 and again you know which year 1 and when he arrived here he immediately established it as a so- he he put up the santa flag it's, it's a santa flag it's still it's that's do you know why they call it the north pole cuz he needed a pole to hang the santa flag on when he declared it as his as his own sovereign uh, country and uh, and and at that point uh, he did not know he did. There were no indigenous people here because it's a sheet of ice over the North Arctic ocean.
0: Okay. One final question. What is the depreciable life of the sheet of ice
3: for which Santa runs his village on? Uh, there is no depreciable life because we can, so we classify that as land. And as you know, land's not depreciable. Well, <laughs> Mr. Elf Nice. Uh, It's Stephen, Stephen McNice,
0: Stephen McNice. I apologize. It's on the form. Yes, yes, you're correct. And I I was unable to read it because of your penmanship. And um, on behalf of on behalf of all of the inter agencies, uh, thank you for your cooperation. Um, We may have to do this again. I will certainly have to file my report as it relates to concerns of cross-border transactions and associated gift-giving in this reconciliation with John C. of Australia, the lawyer. However, uh, at this moment, I plan on reporting to my boss that there will be no changes to the Santa Claus LLC tax filings, and we appreciate your cooperation fully Uh, on this,
3: a a busy day that you've had. Hey, and I got to say, I appreciate that so much, and guess what? You just did good to us so we're gonna do good to you thank you so much sir matthews well merry christmas to santa claus and all of your brother and sister elves yeah and god bless us everyone
1: well ed there's something you don't hear every day no it's amazing
2: (laughs) we got our microphones in on that amazing
1: (laughs) absolutely wow Uh, I was thinking that as a bonus to our listeners that if they wanted to get CPE, I have crafted a test that they could take and get CPE credit for this. Yeah. So based on what you just listened to, folks, here are some questions that we have to ask according to NAGBA guidelines. That's NAGBA, not NASBA. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) How many elves work for Santa? Hmm. How many sick days per year do they get? Mm -hmm. How many PTO days do they get per year? Who does Santa Claus bank with? Does he file a joint return with Mrs. Claus? And who was auditing Santa? Which agency? So answer those questions. They're open-ended. This is not multiple choice. But then no. we can we can get you a a, a non-official, uncertified hour of CP
2: <laughs> from Nagba. From Nagba, <laughs> If we make that certificate up. That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, I'd I'd like to thank. If those of you don't recognize the voices on that, that was Greg Kite as Steve. Show Steve. <laughs> yeah, Steve McNice. And uh, our Verisage colleague, Dan Morris, as Sir John Mark Luke Matthews. So we really <laughs> a- appreciate the two of them weighing in on this and, and doing this. Great Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely,
1: They were great. And uh, yeah, they, they were just awesome. Both Verisage folks. So that was <laughs> wonderful. So thanks, Greg. Thanks, Dan. So, Ron, what do we got coming out next week? Next week, Ed, we're going to rerun one of our favorite episodes, Virginia Postrel and her book, The Fabric of Civilization, which I know you loved and so did I. So I'm really looking forward to that. All right. And what's the week after? The week after is the year in review. So we're going to look back on 2021. (laughs) All right. See you in 167 hours. This has been the Soul of Enterprise, Business and the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by Sage, transforming the way people think and work so their organizations can thrive. Join us on the 7th of January next year folks, at Friday on Friday at noon, Pacific time in the meantime. Check us out at the soul ofenterprise.com. We'll a lot more information up there and upcoming shows. Also you can contact Ed or me at asktSOe at bearsage.com. Thanks for listening folks. Have a great new year.